questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Every record has been destroyed or falsified, every book rewritten, every picture has been repainted, every statue and street building has been renamed, every date has been altered, and the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Those were the words from George Orwell from the book 1984. Tonight, we discuss the testimony of a former high-ranking NATO military official using the pseudonym Commander Z. He blows the whistle on an inevitable and planned global nuclear conflict designed to bring about a one-world government in the year 2018. With access to classified documents, Commander Z has revealed the five locations that will be safe in the coming nuclear war. He says, quote, My book offers an urgent warning to families moms, dads, sons, and daughters, to prepare for the inevitable. Without my book and the critical information it contains, you will have little chance of survival, unquote. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. To listen to this entire interview and all of our material, subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. Commander C is a former high-ranking NATO officer with decades of experience working in top-secret programs. He is also a trained remote viewer. He has come forward to tell his story and share with the world the content of over 100 pages of top-secret classified documents he was shown. These documents contained incredible and astonishing secrets about our world, our universe, and plans for an upcoming nuclear war and takeover. Commander Z is currently in hiding, but he's allegedly doing his part by releasing this information. On his behalf, he has designated someone else to discuss this material with us tonight. His name is Royce Christian, a groundbreaking film producer, actor, writer, and director. He is also a journalist. Christian found success on such hit teen comedies as Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh and Zoe 101. Christian is perhaps best well known in the acting world for his portrayal of Manny, Selena Gomez's magic maid boyfriend on the Emmy award-winning Disney Channel original series Wizards of Waverly Place. His interest in the paranormal, UFOs, and the other side is where his heart is. He suffered an NDE at the age of 16, which has led him on a path of discovery of the world that sits outside of what is considered normal. Royce Christian joins us directly from Los Angeles, California. Hello, Royce, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Thanks, Mel. I am great. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. I know this is sort of an interesting situation filling in for the author, but he's uh, it, he's not available to do this. And when he asked me, I, I kind of jumped at the chance because it's such an interesting book, like you said, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. Oh, gosh. This is one of those situations that it's very non-traditional. Before we begin, I want to let the listeners know that a few months ago, I received several requests to interview Commander C, and I had no way of contacting him except via Twitter, which is something we hardly use for communication with prospective guests. And then we finally heard from him. Also, I don't have a, a DD-214, and I have no way of confirming the authenticity of what we're about to discuss. So I'll let you, dear listener, be the judge. But before we begin, lay out the obvious. 
You are not Commander Z, Royce. Who is Commander Z and why are you here on his behalf? You know, this is a really interesting story, and it kind of I read I read up on uh, your history a little bit. How in 2008 you were kind of called to interview somebody, and that's kind of how this whole show started, if I'm correct. Yeah, correct. And um, you know, I've been like you said, I was an actor when I was younger, and, and then I kind of moved into documentaries and journalism. You know, as I was older, so I've been writing for about five or six years on all different topics, but mostly entertainment, politics, and then. For about a year and a half, I worked with your Newswire, which covers like paranormal and, uh, you know, different, more a little out there topics that I prefer, <laughs> basically. So I'm still friends with the editor over there. And what happened and the reason I'm here is uh, uh, really, you know, I'm not a big sports fan. I'm not a huge uh, Super Bowl watcher, if you will. But the Super Bowl uh, this past February uh, happened. And there was some weird, you know, and you just sort of have this feeling and this gut. I had this, this sort of gut that I needed to watch it. And the day after, um, I started seeing all, and I am a big Twitter user. I'm, I'm the opposite of, of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to see um, just, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people going crazy saying, wait a minute, they, they found this, this tweet from this gentleman, Commander Z, and it had been, I believe, about from about two weeks before the Super Bowl. And it accurately, he accurately predicted the score, the final score, which is a one in a million chance, you know, if, and, and in his tweet, he said something along the lines of, I don't have it in front of me, but he said something like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a millionaire. The, sc the final score is X to X. And he was right. And, and the weird thing is about Twitter, and I've been using Twitter for since 2009. So what is that? Not almost, you know, eight or nine years here. And, um, I was shocked. It was, I, I, that it was very, it was one of those moments where I went, I need to talk to this person. How the heck did he do this? And, and I think my, you know, I have a very skeptical side, even though, you know, paranormal on the other side is my passion. You know, there's so much dirt and trash out there. You got to make sure that things are legit. So I, on a whim, I went onto his Twitter page and people were just, you know, trying to figure it out because Unlike Facebook, for those of uh, out there who maybe don't use Twitter, you cannot edit a Twitter post. You can't go back in time and say, oh, you know, change what you wrote. Once but but can you delete there, a tweet? You can delete a tweet, yes. So absolutely. what if, theoretically, just, just the skeptic in me, just bear with me for a moment because I like to dissect this one by one. Can he theoretically put out there hundreds of combinations of scores and then delete the ones that were not accurate and leave the one that was the winning so that, score. So yes, that was my, absolutely, you're, you're right in line with where I'm at. That was my first question. And what I came to find out, I talked to quite a few different people who know about this kind of stuff, who are my tech friends and my sources that I use for that. Um, it would, it's all recorded. Every, like you can't ever actually fully delete a tweet. Everything is on the archives, you know, in the archive.base, everything is actually there and kept forever. So even if you delete a tweet, it's very easy for anybody to go and search what tweets you've been deleted. I did it on myself. I wanted to see, you know, once I found out this was possible, I went and looked to see what tweets I had deleted over the last eight years. So what we, we looked at was whether he had done that and he had not. So that was one thing. Um, the other option that people were throwing out there as how he could have done this was, uh, did he uh, lock his account basically so no one could see it? And the same scenario, which would be have a bunch of different uh, tweets in there with all different scores and then just delete all the other ones except for the one he got right. right. He also did not do that. 
So that's when I became, and that was the first question I asked, and that was the first thing that I went and found out and verified. You know, I, I work for a lot of major media outlets as a writer. I, ha, you know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, double checking and vetting my uh, subjects and sources. So that was even kind of scarier to me that he hadn't done this. I kind of wish even now <laughs> that he had done that because it would have made it a lot easier just to say, oh, this is just some crap basically uh but but it wasn't and he um so what happened was i on the twitter you know he did that as a way to get attention for this book that he that he was releasing and i thought that was a really smart way (laughs) to get attention because it certainly got a lot of people's attention and i i I i knew that he was in hiding he had made that really clear already just through his twitter um you know i knew that he was a former former NATO military official. And, you know, he basically was about to expose a bunch of things. So I wrote him on Twitter. I I asked him to follow me. I think he only had about maybe five people following him. So I followed him. And on Twitter, in most cases, you both have to be following each other to talk. So I wrote him this, I I felt very called to speak to this man. And and it's funny, because I had kind of, you know, a year earlier left writing of, you know, I, I hadn't been writing about the paranormal or anything like this, for over a year and something just kept driving me to, I needed to talk to this person. I needed to talk to this person. So, um, I contacted him. I said, I want to do an article. I called my old editor at my old writing outlet that I used to cover paranormal with at your, your newswire.com. And I said, I, I really want to do this. Can I contact this guy? He said, yes. So I contacted commander Z and he was super gracious. And this is all through, you know, private messaging. And, you know, I think he was a little hesitant thinking that maybe I was going to write a hit piece on him or something. And keep in mind, the book had not come out yet. But what I was able to do was uh, I, I ordered the book online on Amazon, pre-ordered it. And the day it came out, I just sat. And like you and I were talking about before the show, it, it, it's, a, it's a small book, but you can't put it down and it's packed. So um, just very quickly, I, basically, I, I ended up writing a very uh, lengthy piece that kind of explained the book and also, uh, you know, why Commander Z is in the position that he's in and, and what, you know, basically framing it for people who maybe would want to read it. So that article took off and him and I started to stay in contact. And I, you know, it was strictly through Twitter DMs and we've stayed in contact all this time. So to round out to your story, um, about three months ago, he contacted me and he said, I have a huge favor. I really want to do this show. It's important to me. But I, for my own safety, which I'm sure we're going to get into during these next two hours, but for his own safety, he said he couldn't do it and asked if I would go on in his place. And it is a non-traditional thing, even for you, because this was the, it caused a little confusion. And I told him, I said, yeah, of course, you know, I, I, I do trust him. He's he's uh, he's been nothing but incredibly kind to me um, as far as, you know, keeping in constant communication. I, I've never met him in person. I have not uh, spoken to him on the phone, but I've spoken to him at length uh, through messaging. I mean, to the point of, you know, tens and 20, 30, 40 pages, I was printing out, you know, our DMs the other day just to, you know, read up for this because, you know, he's told me some things behind the scenes that, you know, I'm going to talk about today on the show. Um, but so, yeah, he it's, it's a little weird. Obviously, I'm not an ex-NATO military official. <laughs> I'm not in hiding. Uh, but I was happy to come on and talk about this book because I wrote the original article that kind of blew the book out there and put it into the public sphere. Uh, he did he did uh, actually give me a statement to read for your listeners. And I wanted to read it really quick. Is that OK with you? Mel? Sure. Please do. Yeah. All right. He wrote this is from Commander Z. 
I very much wish to do this interview, but my whereabouts and my voice must be protected. I've been able to safely and somewhat miraculously use Twitter without any severe consequences, but I have had two bank accounts frozen. I'm in a safe location for now, and I do believe they are aware of where I am. I know I'm being monitored, but my understanding is that my threat level hasn't quite reached a point where they want to waste time with taking action, meaning to kill him. My book includes many details they do not want out, but we are also nearing what you might call the end game, a point where they do not have time to worry about tying up loose ends. That is why we are seeing more and more truth tellers appearing all over the web. There is simply so little time left, and they are preparing for what will be the end of all wars. The entire purpose of this is to subdue the human species and bring it under a one-world government. My book also speaks of more esoteric topics relating to ETs, and with this material, I advise a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm not even certain of what I saw, but I explain it as best I can in the book. I think there are deep truths embedded there that I was exposed to. We all need to gather those nuggets of truth, but I can say for certain disinformation is so rampant, so potent, that even I wonder if I have been subject to it. I do not know for sure. I've done my best in my book to give all the information I have. I also want to thank Royce for helping out in all of this. He has been instrumental in getting my story out in a way that people can digest and understand. He has those gifts of intuition, and I think he will continue to be led by those. My hope and prayer is that in the coming turbulent times, the death toll will be far less than projected, and that if all else, all this madness can be prevented or delayed. Awareness is key. And that's the end of his statement for you guys, which I think is a, a pretty good lead. And that's one thing I always liked about him just before we get into it is, you know, and he says it in the book over and over again. He is, you know, even skeptical of certain things that he has seen himself. And I like that. And I've always admired that about him. He never came across. He never was ever trying to push anything down anybody's throats or make them believe. Um, and that's kind of unique in, in this situation, you would almost expect a person to be demanding belief, which we see all the time, Mel, in, in how many different books. And, you know, a lot of the authors are so stuck in what they're writing that they, you know, they couldn't even imagine it any other way. So the fact that he has always been so open with the fact that there is a lot and he's giving it to us the best way that he possibly can, um, and I've always had this belief that he truly just really wants to get the information out there. He has told me, I mean, I think there's a, a follow-up book coming. I know there's a lot of strange things have happened. Uh, his publishing company got threatened. They ended up dropping him. Um, he has told me since day one, no matter what his point is to just get this information out. And he actually originally wanted to put this book out for free and got into a pretty lengthy argument with his publishing company. I remember way back. And, uh, you know, basically they finally agreed on a very low number as far as cost. But I believe the next set of information, uh, I hope he doesn't kill me for saying this, but I believe he's putting it out for free or very, very, very cheap because his his goal is is not making money off of this. It is getting the information out. So with that, <laughs> I think that kind of covers why I'm here and not him. Is the book science fiction? Is the I don't know. I, I believe that it is – it's not science fiction in the fact that it is an interview, uh, that it's a series of interviews. I believe that he is a real person. I believe that he believes what he's saying is true. Um, personally, I think that there is a lot to digest in this, and I always have. I think there's a lot to take in. He talks about a range of things from the end of the world, essentially, the end of a lot of people's world, if you will, uh, to nuclear war, to uh, E.T. And, you know, I'm sure like you have covered on your radio show, 
Uh, you know, I've written about all these subjects. I know that there is very, very heavy evidence in favor of it not being science fiction and it being real. So I believe that it's real. Um, and I think it's up to the listeners and who may go out and read the book to decide for themselves. But I know that he believes everything that he said, and I, I tend to agree with him there. Now, let's summarize the beginning. <laughs> At the beginning of his story, you know, that, that summary before he starts with the interviews, where was he taken? Why was he important? And what did they want with him? Well, and that's what's really interesting about this is he started out uh, basically as just a, a normal, um, you know, guy working with NATO. I think he was in uh, the battalion group or he was he was uh, he was doing something just a very normal job. He was overseeing the engineering assistance of some defense projects in Europe. So people got to keep in mind this is, you know, the NATO army is a little different because they, they, they protect Europe, essentially, and our allies over there. Um, but basically, he was, <laughs> I don't know, which, what word would you use? Um, he had, a, I guess, a pretty intense experience where he was, you know, uh, making friends with different people and, you know, and one of them was an, an, uh, an analyst for the CIA. And over the course of, I, I'm, I think about a year or two, it says in the book, they, he started revealing, uh, the CIA friend, certain little things, um, that when they were eating lunch or in the cafeteria and basically dropping hints that not all was what it seemed as in this space that they were working at. Um, and eventually, uh, he, he started to trust, uh, this, this person who I think he calls John in the book and John trusted him for whatever reason. And eventually they came into a lot of information and they started talking to each other and, uh, commander Z was brought down into basically a room with a quantum computer, as he calls it. And started to be exposed to this uh, crazy uh, plot, essentially, uh, that the governments have in place to essentially wipe out a lot of the population. Quantum computer? And this we're talking about the mid-80s, right? Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, trust me, this is, it's as weird to, to, to you as it is to me, but it's, it's something, I think this is around 1985, um, and this is, you know, he was being warned basically by his friend. And then uh, there was a bit of a, you'll have to excuse me because I've been reading this book back and forth so many times that I might get some of these dates screwed up. And you just read it last night. So you may be able to summarize. Yeah, it's fresh in my mind. Better. Yeah, yeah. You might be able to summarize the opening a little bit better than I am. I, I have more of the, the uh, more of the nuts and bolts, if you will, of, of the story. But um, essentially... He ended up working in a remote viewing uh, aspect of, of NATO, but it wasn't even really, he explains, it wasn't even really a, um, uh, an official government, uh, you know, nothing on the books or on the records. It wasn't even an official program, but he was part of something pretty astonishing. So 1985, I believe he was exposed to some documents that he eventually confirmed was misinformation. Apparently, by there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Whenever I hear silence, I just think, okay, we get disconnected. <laughs> Somebody's I'm just a good listener. No, no. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.